Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving on to our second segment here of the Six Rings pod on the final day of May, Patriots OTA day. One thing everybody looks at in OTAs is the offensive skill position players because they're in shorts, they're in t-shirts. You can kind of see them most closely replicating their actual job. Cole Strange, no pads, can't block anybody, so I'm not going to assess Cole Strange. Looking at the Patriots' offensive weapons, and we got a little bit more of a view of the youngster today, Tyquan Thornton, who actually spoke with the media afterwards. I still haven't seen him unleash the 4240 speed yet. I'm still looking for that day. But he is joining um, an interesting position group at receiver, and I would say overall skill position players that are uh, mm-hmm. dubious, debatable, complementary, can I deeper than top heavy? Can I reiterate three words? Not great, Bob. Okay, so you're being a little <laughs> negative here. So our friends I mean, over at the theme to today's pod, not great, Bob. It, yeah, it seems to be. Might be the title. And I would I, the, the listeners may actually agree yeah. with the theme to today's pod, that podcast. Uh so Shine. I got you, I got my work cut out for me this season. I really do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, being positive? Yes. Yeah, you suck yes. at it so far. You absolutely <laughs> suck at it. Uh, it's impossible to do so. It's like it's like walking in. Like every time I enter into our stream yard, it's like just being under an irradiated blanket. Like I just get tired and a little bit like it's hard. I'm I'm constantly driving into a hailstorm of doubt, negativity, scrutiny, a maelstrom uh, of depression. Everything. Yeah, well, yes, a, ma- a a veritable maelstrom of disagreement and depression. It's different. Everyone, oh, no, the offensive play-calling situation is a disaster. I don't like the fact that this guy isn't here yet. Bill Belichick is doing too much. I don't believe the team should even take the field this fall. I mean, why don't we just fold tent right now, enjoy the Celtics run, and then all pick a different team this fall? Shime, who's your alternate team you're going to be rooting for this fall since obviously we're just punting on the Pats? Uh, I will be rooting for the uh, Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. I got the They're, Raiders. Right, so because you, like, the, because you nice. like their offensive positional grouping. Yeah, I do. Patriots, uh, Pats West out with Vegas Raiders, of course, yeah. And you know what? Hey, Andy, to segue back into what we're talking about this segment, you know what Denver has? A really interesting, potentially dynamic offensive positional group if we're going to get into the tier rankings there may be few better than the tim patrick Cortland sutton jerry judy kj hamler uh dynamite quad that russell wilson will be thrown to this year so as fitzy alluded to uh what we're talking about is the 33rd team which is a, a consortium of ex nfl types uh this article in particular was written by mike tannenbaum former gm of the jets and the dolphins he works at and ESPN he went- now too right 
Yeah, he's uh, talking. He's kind. He's kind of all over the place. He's got yeah. some. He's got some of these sneaky side pursuits as well. I think. Sounds like you. Uh, wait, what? Um, so the tiering of the best offensive weapon groups in the NFL, according to Mike Tannenbaum, tier one: Cincinnati Bengals, Las Vegas Raiders, Miami Dolphins. Interestingly, eh. I would say there is two of them were kind of built this off season with the Devontae Adams addition mm-hmm. to the Raiders and the Tyreek Hill addition to the Dolphins. Right. So that's his top tier. Tier two, Vikings, Shimes, Broncos, the Saints, which I find somewhat interesting. We'll see what Michael Thomas is. Mm. The Philadelphia Eagles, added to extensively mm-hmm, yeah. by A.J. Brown. The Buffalo Bills, who the Patriots see firsthand rather often. The Panthers, the 49ers, the Buccaneers, Ooh. and the Rams. I don't like this list. Okay, we'll keep listening. I'm going to hard pass on the Panthers already. I think the Panthers are sneaky good. They but have we can some get good back weapons, to that. but they just now don't have a quarterback still. But continue, Andy. Sorry. Tier, well, yeah, this is we, just, we didn't see. No, 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 yeah, this no, is no, just this isn't quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Right. This is just weapons. Tier three. Keep waiting. By the way, we haven't mentioned a certain team nope. that we may or may not sure be haven't. podcasting about twice a week for the rest of our lives. Uh, tier three. Oh, the Jaguars. Detroit Lions, Dallas Cowboys, L.A. Chargers, Seattle Seahawks, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Tier four, but wait, there's oh, more. Oh, but how the mighty have fallen with the Cowboys. The tier four is the Cardinals, the Commanders, the Browns, and the Packers. Tier five, tier five. Sooner or later, we're going to run out of teams. There's only 32 NFL teams, right? And I feel like the Patriots have not been named mm-hmm. yet. Tier five, the New York Jets, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But wait, there's more. Tier six. The Indianapolis Colts. Stop it. The Tennessee Titans. Still no Patriots? We got to hope for Tier 7. Come on, Tier 7. This, Come on, lucky 7. Baltimore Ravens, Houston Texans, Atlanta Falcons, your New England Patriots, the Chicago Bears, and the New York football I, Giants. I need to call a hard and fast timeout because there is one glaring issue with this list. Uh, the Patriots, in no it way, sucks. shape, or form, should be on the same tier as the Chicago Bears. There is nothing in Chicago. That's they should be in a disgusting. black hole all their own. That is that is an insult to the New England Patriots offense. Okay, so you got that up. Wow, that came from Chris Scheim, yeah. by the way. I just want to point out, everybody, even Scheim stepped up to the plate and said, malarkey. I shan't stand for this baloney. This list it stinks, by the way. Hogwash. These tiers they are have awful. Va- they have Darnell Mooney and Valus Jones Jr. Who's like that's, a 25-year-old rookie, by past. the way. Cole Komet. Oh, my God. <laughs> James O'Shaughnessy. Even he oh. doesn't know who he is. Um, I, I can't I, believe the slights and the slander for the Patriots' offensive weaponry, if you will. Oh, I cannot wait for the victory lap this fall. Well, oh. I actually found something more interesting than where they rank because I think that's debatable. We've actually talked about it. I think the criticism of the Patriots' weapons has reached – such a level that they're now grossly underrated. I think they have a lot of pretty good players to good players. The thing I found interesting is so each team, the there's a blurb with a list of their weapons, as you might expect right. in these tiering process. Mm-hmm. And the New England Patriots list does not include Nelson Aguilar, which I think is funny. Like, that's how far he's fallen, that Nelson Aguilar is not included. Their list of Patriots is Damian Harris, mm-hmm. Ramondre Stevenson, mm-hmm. Devontae Parker, mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers, mm-hmm. Kendrick Bourne, mm-hmm. Hunter Henry, and Jonu Smith. And I'm not and saying that gets them ranked like 30th in the NFL. Yeah, I, That's ridiculous. They, I, there is no shot that they should be 
that much, if at all, any lower than the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are in the fifth tier. Like, they're basically the exact same set of uh, of uh, weapons, and the Patriots oh might be oh. better. They have James Robinson, Travis Etienne, who has yet to even play a down of professional football, LaVisca Chenault, and Christian Kirk, who the is most grossly overpaid, overpaid wide receiver in history. And Marvin Jones, who's who makes, mediocre at best. Uh, and Marvin Jones, who's older Eminem than Andy. Group. Oh boy, an unsuccessful uh, draft pick out of New, out oh of New no. York. I'm just telling you. How, no, will, how, will, uh, how will any of the defensive coordinators but this like, fall get any sleep game planning for Evan Engler? You look at this list and it's like, I'd rather have both of the Patriots running backs. I'd rather have Kendrick Bourne than Chenault or Jones. Can we see what he is? Like, I think he's going to be good, but, yeah, he, hasn't but like, a, he hasn't seen a down of football yet. Yeah, and Damian Harris was a, what, 900-yard back last year? Like with 14 yeah. touchdowns and Ramondre Stevenson is the, one of the guys is, is someone a lot of people think may actually surpass Damian Harris because of his flexibility, catching the ball, his excellent moves and his power running. I, I just, this is, they should, the Patriots should be in the fifth tier. Yes. I, I completely agree. Tier, I think that that bump them up a couple yep. of tiers. I, I think yeah. right in that five tier zone is the perfect. The, the fact that like, the second I heard that Dallas who did have to part ways with Amari, Amari Cooper. Cooper for their uh, this past off, Tony Pollard, even still the ghost of Ezekiel Elliott in his he's new helmet. He's still good. Get, you know, can still get you a dozen touchdowns every year. He's still good. He's not and as great as he was Lamb, four who's years a ago. First round pick two oh my years God. ago. And Dalton Schultz, and they lost Cedric Wilson. But this then to give Miami top tier status. Ah, uh, now I'm I'm Butt now I'm throwing my laptop at you, angry. This is stupid. This is dumb. This is I'm garbage. with you, Fitzy. This is ridiculous. Okay, let's. Okay, this so is, this is a pile sorry, of this, trash. This, this got into I us yelling are, at Mike Tannenbaum. Andy, sorry. you just finished reading this list. I looked at it, and there are raccoons sifting through it. Uh, I know. And you it guys, garbage. it's funny. When a guy like Tannenbaum says the Patriots have the best running back room in football, everybody goes, yeah, yeah, they're underrated. It's When when he serves you up information you don't like, you get all too. defensive. You get all defensive. But anyway, Tannenbaum we laughed stinks. at that, too. Uh, I think Tannenbaum stinks because he okay, proved cool. he didn't know football over the course of his career, in my opinion. Yeah, no like, kidding. That, that's what I would but fall also, back on. Also, a side note that has nothing to do with the, the Patriots. The Jets and the Dolphins were like... The Steelers being in the fifth tier is very dumb. They have great weapons. But anyways, go ahead. So let's have an offshoot question here because two of the players listed in their little uh, run write-up right of stars, mm -hmm. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson. Yes. Somebody... On the Patriots uh, practice field today, I won't say who, but just, you know, discussions happen on the Hill, said, hey, would you be stunned if Damian Harris got traded? I think and I said, stunned? See? No. I said, do I think it's going to happen? Absolutely not. And they said, you know, he could go down the Sony Michelle road. To me, there's one distinct difference between Sony Michelle and Damian Harris. Forget about whether you, who you think's better, skills, any of that. But Sony Michelle was a he wasn't here first of all at this point last year he was skipping OTAs in the offseason program he thought he, he was, was pouting better about than he not was. getting his fifth year option picked up yeah, yeah right he was a jackal I think he was a, a minor thorn in Belichick's side throughout the, his entire time here I think he rubbed Bill wrong the entire time from his merchandise that he was pimping on social media Fitzy you know something about that to skipping work events and thing Fitzy you know something about that uh, to the various annoyances that he brought to the table Ken Laird just these actually are just, texted these are just me and said, preach on, side. brother. These are just broadside Yikes. innuendo and sl uh, slanderous accusations. I like this. This podcast should be called libel, nonsense, and the occasional Patriots chatter. 
Well, uh, Sony, Sony Michelle wasn't great. No, but he was fine. If you take, but I will say this, if you take 2021 Damian Harris, when he was on the field and you put that running back on the 2018 or 2019 Patriots, we're just sort of what ifing here. That's what we do in yeah, podcast talk radio and in argumentative situations. I think the he, the running game would have been even better. I think Damian Harris, just as a prime straight up the field, he's not a multi-cut guy. He's a one-cut-and-run type. He's strong, got a great first step, uh, pretty good hands on the ball, except for against Miami in the first game of the year. I, I, he would thrive in a lot of situations, and the Patriots would only be willing to move on from him if they anticipated they could get something good in return or they knew for a fact that they were going to replace him with either Pierre Strong or, or Kevin Harris. Or their season is like, kind I, of I, done for, right? Like, he's in the final year we, of his rookie contract, correct? Yeah, that's except I'm, this was more like, could it even happen in, like, August? Could you find yes. out yes. Strong? Yes, it could. And more importantly, I think Harris is the guy because I think Harris is the true – as I told you guys last week, dude's got massive quads. I think he is the power every down type back that would be replacing a Damian Harris, and you'd be putting him in a committee with Ramondre Stevenson, who I also think is key here. Yeah, I do Like, too. you'd have to have a lot of faith in Stevenson to become the guy, and then you'd have to have a lot of faith in Harris to become the other guy with him. I, I don't think it'll happen. I, I just uh, – um. I'm throwing it out there because it, it kind of piqued my interest when the person said it. At sure. Practice. And I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy. I think it's been speculated upon already because of the fact that they drafted those two running backs, which surprised a lot of people, turned a couple of heads in the process. And I asked this, we, given the fact that we all expect the Patriots to run the ball and run the ball a lot, they're going to run it a lot this season. Knowing how running backs get injured and how disposable running backs are in the modern NFL, let alone in a Bill Belichick in a Bill Belichick system, what do the Patriots gain by dealing Harris before said rookie contract expires? And what would you expect in return? You're not going to get someone who's going to all of a sudden make Mike Tannenbaum say, "Stop the presses, put the Patriots up in the fourth tier." Well, so in Belichick's mind, happen. so he got Damian Harris for a third round pick, correct? So in Belichick's yeah. mind, if he deals him for a second round pick, that's positive. That's net positive net gain for him. It would be a that, I don't think I, he I don't, would get anything more than a fourth rounder. Yeah, for him. exactly. Yeah, I, and that, so I, mean, I think he's a solid back. I don't know what the market is, and we've talked about this before. Sometimes NFL trades are puzzling. Like you see a guy go for something, and you're like, "Wow, that's all he got," or another guy gets way more than you expected. So you know, beauty being in the eye of the beholder. Also, I would say you never know what the other team, their situation, if you know, some team loses their running back to a torn ACL on August the 7th and you are a week into camp and you're like, holy crap, Kevin Harris can play. Stevenson looks year two jump terrific. Then you say, well, you know, we, we got Damian Harris here for you. You look like you're in a bit of a bind. And I do think Shime's right. I think anything, a third round pick, because the third round pick would be potentially higher, but also come quicker than any compensatory pick if you just lose him as a flat out free agent afterwards so it's worth just sort of noting put a pin in it we can always return to the discussion maybe in august depending on how all those running backs are playing out i did want to just mention we did a little quick attendance in the first segment here uh james white was not on the practice field today we talked last week that i thought it was good to see him out there just moving around a little bit he was not out there i don't make a big deal about that at all um i just wanted to point out as we're talking running backs that your uh, your veteran pass catcher was not out there. 
He went out last week, knocked a little rust off, like, hey, this is what it feels like to put pads on again. This is what my helmet feels like. Cool. All right, coach, now I'm going to go back to taking care of my hips and trying to get ready for September because I am nowhere near ready for full contact football in the National Football League. And Bill might have also said, hey, by the way, James, we're going to do 17 minutes of gassers today, a quick walkthrough on some run plays, and then we're out of here. Don't really see the need for you to be out here today. Work out a little bit and go home and enjoy the day kind of thing. Um, so, that, Hey, if I just, can real quick, can I ask you real quick, if you think just by chance, let's put it out there. So just in case it happens, so we could always go back to this audio. Uh, let's just it's out there. Two to three teams. Damian Harris could get dealt to. Mm. Oh, put me on the spot here. I haven't really thought about well, this. That's how it works sometimes. Yeah, I don't care for uh, it. San like a team that could that. Okay. Elijah Mitchell injury. They're making yeah, a playoff right. run. You're not. Um, I don't think it would be. Didn't Sony Michelle team. leave the Rams? Back to the back to the Rams to pair up with Cam Akers. Maybe. Um, I could also see like if if Arizona wanted him. Or, yeah. Uh, like I, a that's a team like that, that came to my mind too, Shime. How about? How about Philadelphia? They got Miles Sanders. Yeah, Atlanta. Man. Philadelphia. What's Atlanta got? Cordero Patterson, I guess. But yeah, they have a wide receiver playing yeah, they running don't even, back. Yeah, they they could use. They don't even have Mike Davis. Yeah, Atlanta. They could definitely. That's right. That's a good one. That's Let a good one. Let me throw Atlanta Andy. in the mix. Um, but yeah. So Damian Harris. We'll see. We'll revisit that down the road, and we'll also revisit where the Patriots position group ranks because Shime and Fitzy got their panties in a bunch. That they're a tier seven group of weapons. Yeah. Screw you, Mike Tannenbaum. Oh yeah. Yeah, hey, you know what? I'm going to throw a flaming bag of poop on Mike Tannenbaum's doorstep. He called the poop poop. Uh, That's another exciting segment where I didn't expect that to go the way it did, but that's the way these uh, Six Rings podcasts work. And if you want to chime in about the positional rankings or Damian Harris trade ideas or tell us we're morons, that's why everybody hates the media. You're trying to trade my favorite player. He's the heart of the offense. They're going to run the ball. And Damian Harris is going to have 1,500 yards this year. Well, then shoot us an email at sixringspod at gmail.com to tell Shime he's an idiot.